You gotta be. Science went too far. If someone or something doesn't take action soon, man as we know it will be eradicated by this threat. Two men have taken up the challenge of figuring out a way to survive. They call this process beer movies. Hello and welcome back to Beer Movies, a podcast where we attempt to find the best worst films ever made and discuss over a beer. So sit back, relax and crack open a cold one as we dive into this week's film, Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive in some areas, from 1992. Uh, as ever, I am joined by my co-host Mark, Hello, hello. who will give us a little plot rundown, if you'd be so kind. Okay, so a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends and neighbours. I feel like the synopsis could have been a little bit better there, but it sums up pretty well. Yeah, not the best synopsis for just such a fun film. (laughs) Um, Did you clock where the monkey was uh, kidnapped from? No, but... Like that little prologue. It kind of gave me... uh, Kong vibes. Funny you say that. It was captured from Skull Island. It says on like a little thing. So which is then technically this is part of the old the whole world build really. I mean, K- Peter Jackson has always loved King Kong. I think is more the thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. That means part of Monarch exists. or whatever they uh, call it these days. <laughs> this, is Monarch this... like a new universe thing? Yeah, because they're trying to do something, can't they? With the kind of the crossed over now because they've got that tv show as well yeah but everyone's doing tv show time disney did it and now it's like oh let's all do it yeah which is why i'm wondering is monarch like was that a thing in either a king kong or a godzilla at some point i'm assuming godzilla yeah it was godzilla but i feel like it might have been the last one that came out whatever that was called yeah so so these like new anyway yeah not totally off topic um yeah, uh, yeah. This is just such a fun film. I've always wanted to see see this, mm-hmm. um, and you had already seen it. Once yeah, so or I twice? do uh, thirty one days of horror generally for Halloween, right. and last year one of the themes was uh, gore, and obviously this is known uh, as being yep. one of the goriest films of all time. So went on the list. I watched the. I, New I get why it has that reputation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is so. Over the top isn't even like the right word it's for it. It's borderline slapstick, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of more what I mean. It's just so over the top that it's just mm-hmm. um, it's great, ridiculous, and you just don't even think of it as gore. I guess is my point. Yeah, because like I'm thinking of like uh, the Evil Dead remake, for instance. That's got a shit ton yes. of gore in it, but yeah, it's quite visceral. That, yeah, I'd say I'd say that feels gorier than this, even though. Well, actually, that, that those reboots do have a lot of blood. Yeah, this probably has <laughs> less has blood, but three hundred thousand yeah. liters or something crazy. They that use. sounds like someone made that number up. Right, <laughs> that just three, sounds way too much. Three hundred liters, sorry, of fake okay. blood was used in that lawnmower scene towards the end. That of still the sounds like a lot, but that's a ludicrous. Manageable. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so glad I watched this finally. Um, <laughs> So the only thing I knew about this was Peter Jackson directed it. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be hella gory. 
and there was a lawnmower scene of some sort. Oh, yes, okay. That is all I knew about this film. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen any shots from it other than him holding the lawnmower when he comes in. Wow. I think that's all I'd ever seen. Yeah, actually, now you say that, yeah, that is kind of similar for me, I think. Yeah, I feel I feel like this was like the generation just before us. I feel like this was their sort of film, if you know what I mean. Yeah, especially because it came out the year before we were both born. So Exactly, so we weren't really across it. And then even by the time it gained like cult status, it was a bit too, mm-hmm. probably a bit too old for us by that point. So sorry to anyone who loves this and grew <laughs> up with it. Uh with that like new gen, they're like, oh, I yeah. take these kids are today. Uh, yeah, and it took me ages to realise that this film was set in the fifties. I just, I, I must have missed the title card where it said it at the beginning. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Um, it might not, um, but it was, it was only until when he he goes to the graveyard after he's just buried his mum, and it says like 1957. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh. oh, okay. And I just thought because there's like a bunch of old cars and stuff and i just thought this was like a havana situation where <laughs> new zealand just has old cars it's just a thing and yeah. i was like oh that's really interesting um but no this film is set in the 50s it has no reasoning for being set there either does it Unl- no unless there's I'd... something to do with kong maybe storyline i mean that is set in the 30s i, I thought hmm. but interesting i mean i could be wrong yeah um it, yeah, I don't know much about New Zealand. I've only seen a few films from there. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to uh, see it um, in it was, its prime. It was a nice one to have. I think the film for, for this one was funny because obviously we had the UK cut for this. So it starts with the Queen after mm-hmm. a New Zealand flag, which I thought was quite funny. And then the film starts. I was like, yeah, I like that. Was that. random, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's like a hard cut away from her as well to like... <laughs> a totally different thing to the Sumatran monkey being taken. Basically, yeah. a rat. Let's be honest; it's a disgusting rat. Oh, so cool though! Like, I love um, that old school um, stop motion mm. that they've got going on. Uh, it's very um, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, um, and it is just—I just love the aesthetic of that. And whenever it's in films, I'm just like, yeah, you just do the whole film like that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> It just looks so it's good. It's not too long on screen, is it, really? So it bites the mum and then proceeds to get his head absolutely obliterated. Which is probably why they could get away with doing it. Cause yeah, that's true. That I bet that scene still took days to like have it animated. It's crazy, isn't it, to be fair? Like, that's a craft, yeah. that is. Yeah, uh, and, and to be fair, like for for the majority, all the effects in this film are, are pretty decent. Yeah, I um, agree. Even today. So you're talking like 30 years later. Um, but they look pretty good, I would say. I, I think they hold up for the most part. Like You can tell it's it's an old film. Yeah, um, there isn't anything jarring, I wouldn't say. No. You go, oh, that's really bad. Yeah, and I I, I honestly thought it was going to be cheaper looking. Um, yeah. Because I thought, I didn't realise this wasn't his first film. It's like his second or third. Okay. Um, so he he does have films older than this. Mm. Um, so I was like expecting proper micro budget, but this must have had a fairly hefty I one. I think it was two mil it had on it, which isn't I mean, like it's not nothing much, to sniff at. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, in it, like in filmmaking, yeah, it's tiny, but our budget was three, that. three million. Okay, for, I suppose for its time, like yeah. pretty incredible. But then you say that, then the following year, obviously, you got the big blockbuster of uh, Jurassic Park coming out, which was just well yeah. the big blockbuster. This was never going to compete with that, let's be honest. But obviously not. This is um, a special place. Yeah, it really um, the the closest vibe I get is. The second Evil Dead. Yeah, with kind of the mass. My other thought was you add a bunch of breasts and other ladies' body parts and this becomes Frankenhooker almost as well. Uh, yes, which then the goes vibe. back to whenever we mention that, I mention... Um, uh, always forget its fucking name. Uh, Reanimator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Which is very uh, this, I feel. Um, and they all have that same, like male character who just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yep. <laughs> How old was that guy meant to be? I don't know, because he looks like late 30s. He does. But he's still living with his mum. Yeah, and then his girlfriend looks quite young as well. Yeah. So I, I, re- I reckon he was meant to be like 20s. It's one of them, like, I think sometimes it's hard with ages in films, because you cast someone that's meant to play like a 15-year-old, but they end up being 30. Yeah. And it's like... What I didn't get the I didn't get the sense he was meant to be a teenager. No, it very much feels like forty year old virgin almost. Yeah, yeah, like that, he's that was still at home with mum, but he's still at home with mum because she's so possessive. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I did write that down a few times in the beginning, and then I kind of, as the film went on, I realised, oh, that's like the point. Yeah, especially and then she dies, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this got such a visceral reaction from me. This film just—it was the, <laughs> I think the most thing was the noises. Yep. Uh, there's a scene really early on where they're eating. I assume it's custard. It is. Yeah, it's just custard. The um, the male that's eating the custard is just like, oh, I love custard. And it's like yeah, just and before he even like has the gross blood in it, mm. uh, or pus or whatever it was, he's like eating it with such horrible slurping, and it's just. Ugh. Someone's got a mic really gives right me up the to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just gets worse and worse. And it just happens throughout the film, these horrible noises with these, like, <laughs> grotesque imagery. The Foley um, artist on this must have been having a blast. just like Oh, absolutely. And I feel like they were probably just doing it as well, just getting the custard and the proper going... <laughs> yeah, that, that scene, I think that's where it starts, really, isn't it? It's the, the pus, and then her ear falls in the custard... Yeah, which looked like a um, a ring of pineapple to me. Yeah, that's true. Actually, the way it looked, and it kind of it took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting her ear not to be there. If that makes sense. It was like yeah. all of a sudden, her ear just like disappeared. I was like, oh, actually, they've done a pretty good job here, like to seamlessly put it back together. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to work out the time scale on this film, like how long it takes place over. Yeah, because once she like dies, um, she rots very quickly. Yeah, very compared quick. to all the other characters, yeah. but I guess it's because she was the first and got it directly. Yeah, she got it straight from source. Yeah, um, but she she's visibly worse than all the others and gets more progression. But I guess that she's the main one. Yeah. So um, if you can hear some hammering, which you almost definitely can, <laughs> I have a neighbour who is doing some work. A bit Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and uh, edit it out as much as possible. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, everyone knows you live a normal life, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
Should um, we um do we want to move to the intermission because I feel like there's so much we want to dig our teeth into, but yeah, don't want to yeah, get into I it think that's good, yet. good, good. Okay. Intermission, bang bang, I'm your neighbour. Drum kit. <laughs> Go drum solo. <laughs> now he stops. That's a shame. Right, so beer. What beer do you have? Actually, no, I'm going to go first because I've got a beer and I reckon you don't have a beer. Because. Possibly true. Because it's New Zealand, I think I can guess your one. So I'm going to go with one. You've also seen the bottle. I have seen the bottle, which was enough to (laughs) make me go, hmm, I think he has a cider today. Yeah. Uh, Is it an old moot by any chance? Actually, go on, you Uh, go first. Yes, yeah, I'll go first. I I do have an old moot. Um, because it's New Zealand, it, this is from New Zealand. I have no, mu- I have no idea how much they have it over there. It could be one of those things where it's like Foster's always like drunk yeah. by Australians, but actually, it's not really. Okay. Um, but it is also a kiwi and lime, which felt very appropriate. That is fair. The little kiwi bird as well. So doesn't the so the the actual company give money to like foundations for them as well? I think, if I remember rightly, uh, they might do. So you'll give them back to the Kiwis themselves. Good on you. Uh, it does say something about looking after the uh, environment, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's good. That's good. It's nice, isn't it, the old meat? I think that was one of the ones yeah, it's that all right. yeah. um, pops up I've... out of nowhere and is everywhere now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not usually the biggest fan of cider. Yeah. But they are one of those ones I don't mind having, like, the odd one of. Yeah, because I think it's too sweet if you have more than one, isn't it, really? Yeah, I, I always find it that. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, I don't have a similar theme. I just have a beer that looks cool. And it's a Hazy Shade of Citra. Ooh, lovely. By, I want to say it's like, you say Vox or Vo? V-A-U-X? Yeah, Vo. Say Vo. Sounds cool. Yeah, no, just just your good old pale ale. Nice. Seem like I'm having them every week at this point. <laughs> right, moving on to best kill. Oh yeah, man! So many to choose from. Like <laughs> we've moaned a lot on this podcast about not having options in films, mm-hmm. um, or like a lot of off-screen deaths and such. So to have one where it's 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 too much the other way, it's too, it's too, yeah, much, too choice. much choice. Uh, but oh man, wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. Um, so what have you gone for? Okay, so I've gone with question one of my favourite scenes outside of the lawnmower killing, which I think is obviously fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is the kung fu fighting priest. Yep, fantastic scene. Love it. Um, I'm trying to remember what he says. He says, I kick ass for God, I believe. Yeah, I, I did write it down somewhere. Uh, I kick ass for the Lord. I kick ass for the Lord. Uh, yeah. yeah, he basically calls for divine intervention and um, becomes a Tekken boss, is the only way I can put it. Um, <laughs> Such a good description. <laughs> he then proceeds to rip one guy's arm off. Yeah. Keeps kicking him in the face. Rips his other arm off, then does one of those like sweeping floor kicks, takes both yep. his legs away, and then proceeds to toe pump his head like it was an American football. Um, going for a yes, this was the kill that I said was very uh, Black Knight from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Which get you. I'm assuming could be a really strong reference because they say Black Knight a few times in this film. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, because they with the tarot cards. 
they call the main character the Black Knight, and then he buys some Black Knight licorice. Yeah, so, so definitely it, a little nod from people. I, I, re- I reckon it might be a, <laughs> a little, if not heavy-handed nod, but yeah, it was fantastic. And then he then gets flung and dies on top of a... I'm trying to think what, they, what would it be called. Um, uh, it's, like, it's not a grave, it's a gravestone, but it's more of a statuesque. It's got like a yeah, I think there thing. is a word for it, but I couldn't tell you what it is right now. I can't think. But yeah, he dies on that as well. So the whole sequence yeah. was phenomenal. So for me, I've given it the top marks of 100. Yeah, to- totally fair. Um, my favourite thing is like he just does all this with no hesitation. <laughs> like He just kicks their ass. Um had they? I don't think they'd even all been attacked yet, right? Only one of them had. Yeah, only the guy that had started pissing. Who on then the turns guys. properly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he just straight up kills these guys, and it's just like, I can love it. Um, and again, it's some Lord. strong kung fu hustle vibes with the way they were uh, being kicked around. I think it's because for me, like Halloween Resurrection, which is probably one of the worst in the whole franchise, has okay. a kung fu fight in Buster Rhymes. Uh, fighting Michael Myers, and for me, that's one of my favourites. So I did not know Buster Rhymes was in a Halloween film. Yeah, so um, give that a watch. Does he die? Well. Does he? Yeah, he does. Wait, actually, does yeah. he? I can't remember now. I need to rewatch it. That's what I'm going to do after this episode. You go for it. Um, okay, so I have gone for a very early kill, mm. actually, um, and I, I, I will preface this by saying I do think. The um, lawnmower thing is the best in this film. However, it's a lot of people at once, and the individual act of it isn't the most interesting. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, it's, like it's just a great scene. Forty people um, in one, basically. So I, I, I have also chosen a totally different kill. Interesting. Um, and I went for the nurse who is trying to help his mum, mostly because it was the effect that got me the most i think okay um because she very suddenly the mum like reawaken reanimates whatever you want to call it um and kind of like puts her fingers into the skin of the nurse yep and then like snaps her head back but it was the it was the moment where i realized the fingers were in her that i was just like oh what the fuck is going on with this film (laughs) yeah um and i kind of realized where this film was going um and it was just fantastic and it just looked so horrifically good she borderline tears her head clean off as well like it's so yeah. close to being a perfect off yeah yeah i mean it's nearly headless nick territory for yeah. sure yeah. I would just, I would nearly just headless nurse. yeah yeah um so i i have also gone for a perfect 100 nice. um and I think I think it fits that kill. I would I think in any other film I would give that kill a one hundred anyway, but that is also for the whole film because mm-hmm. it just deserves it. There's so many interesting kills happening, and you you like if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know we like a good kill. Yeah, like it's it's important for us. Um, so speaking of which, any other shout outs for you? I think that sequence continues and it's quite good. The guy throws the star ahead. And then her head kind of yep. flops backwards again, and she's looking upside down behind her. 
cuffs your heads yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool sequence in that like doorway. <laughs> the, there's another um, one where this woman gets punched through the back of the head, like like it comes out of nowhere as well. She gets punched so hard, his hand goes through her yeah. mouth, and then he grabs another and I, person. And I kind of think if it had happened earlier in the film, like that would have been the one that got <laughs> yeah. me. Um, but yeah, by that point, you're so far in the film, it's just like. <laughs> Yes, I expected that. Because that creates a sequence as well, because he does that, push punch through her head, grabs the next person, and then yeah. leaves her, and she falls with this, like, now she's got this crater in the back of her head onto a light fixture. Yeah, yeah. And then she's, like, lit up, and her mouth, obviously got that kind of look of a light bulb behind skin, which yeah. is really funny. And then she proceeds to set fire as well. So it's like, Jesus, yeah. this whole so, thing's crazy. So that, that kind of runs into a sequence um, that I picked up on. So I was kind of watching this going... My God, can you believe this is the guy that went on to then do Lord of the Rings? Mm. Like, one of the biggest, if not the biggest franchise of the 2000s. Actually, no, Harry Potter's probably bigger, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just about. Um, so so definitely up there anyway, um, in terms of filmmaking. He's like, I looked up, he's like the third highest grossing director of all time. Wow. Which is just crazy. Um, but then it kind of got to that sequence... And there's all this shit happening. Um, and you've got that lady who's on the, like, uh, sconce thing, I guess. Yeah. And there's a moment where she kind of gets free, but the wire's still connected. And she's lunging at the uncle and can't quite get there. Meanwhile, main character's up in the loft, um, looking at a box, being mm. attacked by uh, innards and stuff. And he falls, and his leg grabs a wire that's, like, connected to her. So she goes flying, flying backwards, and it's just amazing. Like it's all so connected in this sequence, and you're just like a normal person wouldn't direct like that. No, and you wouldn't have all this shit going on, and it's all affecting other stuff. It's just like so fantastic. Um, so yeah, I can fully understand it now that this was the guy who went on to do that sort of stuff crazy absolutely crazy because yeah. what this film's what an hour and 40 which i think is quite long for this type yeah. of film yeah definitely um and i i would say that last i do so we watched the uncut version which has some scenes in that you can tell they're the cut ones just because they haven't been remastered or whatever yeah exactly um and i do think those scenes some of those scenes would have been beneficial to being cut because just for time purposes yeah and this is where me watching the original cut and watching this cut i knew what was in the new cut like for the Mm -hmm. uk and the reason why i wanted to watch it is because of one specific thing towards the end so the priest and the nurse who earlier in the film decide they want to get it on yeah. Uh, they get on uh, in a separate room in which the uncle is said, are you watching your dad's, what was it, are you watching your dad's handmade and donkey films? I was like, yeah, it was something like oh, that. I don't want to know what that is. Um, but yeah. they bang earlier on in the film. And then later on in the film, they get impaled by a broomstick, which is part yeah. of the cut scene. And then they start having sex then as well. And that's the reason why yeah. I was like, well, we need to watch the UK cut because that scene in particular is hilarious. The rest, yeah. I would say, aren't yeah. really worth it because they don't add much. I'd say the only one that you kind of miss anything on is the at one point the greaser guy who's been who's been reanimated escapes from the basement mm. earlier than everyone else um, knocks a guy out who's on the floor does some bits in the party room and then kind of gets put back down yeah or something like that anyway 
Oh, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't get put back down, actually. Um, so there's a couple of shots. If you hadn't seen him escape, hadn't seen him in the party room, it shows you the guy just on the floor. So you're like, why is that guy just randomly on the floor? Maybe he's drunk, whatever. Yeah, I didn't think of that, actually. But then she also gets attacked by the greaser zombie coming back down. And without that context, you're like, where the fuck did he go or come from? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of like appeared randomly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's about the only thing that affected how yeah, you would watch it. So the, the other few are just bits of dialogue that are additional. Yeah. And then and then my main point was that last sequence does last a fair while. Yeah. And like it's all great stuff, but at the same time it's a lot. Yeah, I do feel like especially the very end part when the mum has become this like amalgamated yeah. zombie yeah. big woman. <laughs> There's a lot of like analytical people out there that probably have written uh, essays on oh, this, yeah. about him I'm being sure. put back in the womb. Mm-hmm. We're not going to discuss that right now. This isn't our forte. I mean, my, my one comment on it was, this is some Dark Souls shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boss? It's your mum and she's trying to put you back in her womb. Yeah. Okay. Actually, actually, she looks a bit more like uh, Ludwig from uh, the Bloodborne DLC. So, Okay, I'm not, I, need to, I need to investigate yeah. this all to get your, your cut. All I'm saying is, if you fought Ludwig, you will remember it. <laughs> Let me just double check all the name, right? Thing is, well, you're saying about the sequencing. I think the yeah. the very start when the the nurse and the mother are put into the basement, and he kind of yeah. like wheelbarrows the nurse like by her legs. Like the, the whole scene there is hilarious because I'm imagining the actors and actresses just like trying yeah. to work out how we're gonna get here real quick. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, we mentioned it obviously with my kill. Um, the greaser guy in the um, graveyard, he's pissing on the mum's grave yeah. and then proceeds to get almost like. I can't explain it. It's like he's almost like on a blender and his whole insides are being like cut up while he's laying on the grave. It almost feels like I don't really remember that. To the yeah, because he, he dies. He, his death is really good, actually. He's one of the last ones. Yeah. With the lawnmower, because it goes like fully upside down, um, and he he's already been like cleaved in half, mm. so it's just his um, torso upwards, and he lands in it somehow, and it's just like slowly grinded down, and it's fucking great, and his arms go up, and it's like Wah! it's like just the the effects in this are just so good for the time as well. It's just like I loved it. That the cleanup mission on the end of that film must have been insane though. The amount of blood. I mean, yeah, you see this sort of thing, and you just think they must have been bulldozing that house anyway, right? Yeah, like sure. that's how they got that location. Because <laughs> you are not getting that shit out of the car, no, ever. No, something, something was happening to that. Like they were revamping the whole thing, whatever. Something was going to happen. Also, one thing we not mentioned: um, zombie baby. I could have done that with zombie baby. The only time I've ever seen it. Was uh, Dawn of the Dead remake the Snyder one? Yeah, where like she gives birth and it is a zombie. That's kind of the only time I've ever seen something like that. Whereas yeah, this was yeah. like she they had sex and she had the baby very quickly, and then it's just like, yes. So it was almost that like kind that. of goes back to my earlier point, like how what period does this take over? Because yeah, it's like that baby was born in like a day. <laughs> yeah, a bit like and it's found old. in a radio. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is weird. It is very weird. Yeah. And it's got that kind of creepy look. It kind of reminded me of the one in Creepazoid from a previous episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like almost like a gammy eye and making weird noises. I'm glad it yeah, went in the yeah. blender, but I'm kind of annoyed it shot out of the blender almost instantly and didn't die that way. And she kind of yeah, it spent because it was the only one that really lived until the very end. Yeah, when the house went up in flames, right? Because you see it crying in the flames. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think the baby. I, I think that's the one subplot, I guess that you could have cut, and I would have been totally fine with it. I don't think it really adds anything. No, other than zombie baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it like it could be a controversial opinion. I don't know how well loved the baby from this film is. I, I assume I, not. I don't. I don't think it was totally fire. necessary. Yeah. No, I think it was. He was obviously exploring some bits because you got the giving birth, and you've also got the going back into the womb at some point. So there's, yeah. I suppose, there's probably an undertone there that we're not necessarily looking at. It did also provide the scene that made me go. Oh, okay, this guy's a fucking idiot. That explains all the plot and decisions he's making. Because he just takes it to the park. Yeah, that, that whole scene. For no is reason. Strange. So strange. Like he's pretending it's a real baby. Why? Why have you taken it out of the house? And I was just like, uh, yeah, I, I need to stop questioning this point of the film because yeah. like, it's not. Yeah, because before that, he kind of he was trying to prevent his mum coming out of the casket. And then it just creates yeah, a scene you, where it's kind you of. You could kind of get what he's doing. But then he takes the baby out and he's just like, what? Why? He's making like more effort for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just keep it in the house. Leave it in the yeah. basement. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I just want to I want to see more films like this, I think. Yeah, I feel like he needs to, toward the end I'm surprised. of his retirement, go back to it. Yeah, I'm surprised they've never done an unofficial sequel or reboot or anything. I mean... I don't even think... I think it's one of those weird ones where, like, if you're into this sort of thing, you have heard of it. You yeah. know what it is. Whereas, if you're only just casually interested, I don't think it'll hit your radar. Like, I think casual observers will have heard of Evil Dead. Yeah, of course. I mean, even now, and obviously that probably helps that they're still doing films for that. Mm. But even, like, ten years ago when those reboots hadn't come out, people knew what Evil Dead was. Yeah, because I think the naming convention for this suffers a little bit. So Brain Dead, you kind of go, okay, fair enough, but Dead Alive is literally a gaming series. It's a fighter genre. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so when I heard Dead Alive the first time, I was like, oh, is it just a tie-in to that? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, no, actually, Brain Dead is its own film. I think it wasn't commercially loved at the time, obviously, as well. If you look at the, the grossing it had on it, it didn't really make much back. However, Which then explains that the yeah. reviews on both the metrics that we use and the reason why it's starting on a very low number for us is because actually it's quite a good film. No, it genuinely is. Um, it definitely sits in that B movie, beer movie territory for sure. Yeah, but it's it's very good for, especially for that. And I think because of that, it's not going to rate super high on our list. Unfortunately, I would love it to be in the realm of done okay. Okay, I would like it to be up there with Frank and Hooker. I feel like this was that would be a double feature oh, that I yeah, could watch. Yeah, it's not going to be that high. Yeah. It's not going to be that high, unfortunately. But we can um, dream. Uh, also, I think I figured out... So when we did Dead Snow, I said I, I, I read somewhere that there was like a reference to this film mm -hmm. other than the shirt that the guy wears. And I think what they were referring to, and I think it's a massive stretch was when the baby kind of rips that lady's face open yeah. and is like in her 
and I think that's the re- that's the reference because they were saying it was that guy who died getting dragged out of the window, and his brain plops down. Got yeah, yeah, that's a bit and of a stretch. I think that's a massive stretch. I don't think it was a massive reference, but then again, the guy was wearing a brain dead T shirt, so maybe it was. Yeah, but yeah, that's a very like subtle reference if it was yeah incredibly so it's like oh yeah it's a nice little nod to the people that have yeah. seen the film uh, this, yeah, uh, this one thing I yeah it really was um, one thing I wanted to clarify what was the pendant for See, I, I didn't think I missed a subplot so the only thing I gauged from it was at the start obviously you got the grandma being like you come with me we'll do the tarot reading and you'll know if you love him Yeah, and it was because of the start that she realised that she should be with the other guy and not the delivery guy. Right. And then he somehow has this star thing show up later on in the film. Wait, what's the star thing? Do you mean the pendant? The pendant. But it doesn't... Did he have that? Because the first time, the first like reference to it is the licorice and the pencils on the, the desk. That does not oh, I thought that was. I thought that was making an arrow. I think I've misunderstood something. No, that was doing the same symbol that was on the tarot cards that the grandma had done. Oh, so it was for her. Like her thing was instantly like, "Oh, we should go on a date because you're meant yeah. to be the one I love." As opposed. Oh, so to where does it come from? Does he find it in the attic? I think he does, and I, it just seemed like a, a something that's weirdly been cut. Yeah, I, I need to. I'd need to rewatch it to properly see what's happened because you see it it's during all the craziness after the first 30 minutes I think yeah and like he's he's making a big ass deal of getting it and it like reminded me of um that bar scene in the first Indiana Jones where they're trying to get that pendant mm. I was like they're making it seem like that sort of big deal but then it didn't do anything and I was like I don't, I don't really understand what the point of it was yeah, because if he'd used it to like kill the mother at the end, then you go. Oh, yeah, I would have been like, okay, cool. Yeah, it I felt guess. like one of those things that was in a cut that we've not seen at all. Okay, okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Like, yeah, it confused me as well, that. and that's why I kind of didn't bring it up because I was like, okay. I know the tarot happens, and then from then it's like, what? what I'm assuming she just happen? made. She must have said something in the tarot reading that I just glazed over, which and just didn't pay attention to. Reading. Yeah, maybe that's me. Uh, let us know if you know. Let us know because I I missed it and will not be watching this film for a little while. So no, this will be uh, next Halloween, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Later yeah, I year. reckon so. Um. Bonus points. See, I always want to keep a theme with this, uh-huh. but I didn't know how to even theme. Uh, I themed mine. Damn. I'm thinking. You know what? How many times do you see a film of this quality? that mm-hmm. somehow makes its way onto beer movies. Because generally it is B movies. This is very much a beer movie, I'd say, in comparison. Yes. I'm going to give it 100. I don't go high normally, but I Lovely. think it just, just deserves it. Crazy. Um, so I, I have gone similarly high. <laughs> um, I have given this a point per kill just because it was fantastic and deserved every single one. Um, so going by our count using our metrics... We got 140, so I've given it 140. If you counted animals, it would have been like 143 as well, because obviously the dog gets munched at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few other. A few oh other my animals, god, the fucking dog! That was so funny. <laughs> and she's just like, "What'd she say?" It was really, it was really funny. It was like your mother ate my dog. It was just something like Which that. But I, the way she said it. Did you look through the goofs? So apparently, the Spanish version of this film 
is called yeah. Your Mother Ain't My Dog. How fantastic. Which that I was goof? like, that. it's in the <laughs> kind of like trivia goof section yeah, yeah. of uh, IMDb. I was like, that is fucking brilliant. No, it's, it was fantastic. Uh, and this guy was fucking hilarious. His response, though, was not all of it in <laughs> such a dry way. I was just like, and like, she, his mum gets smacked into the shop by a tram just after he says that she's in the hospital. He just goes, oh, I must have discharged her. <laughs> I was just like, if I had an ounce of that guy's wit. It's the fact he said that and like, there's just a group of people crying around to see if she's okay. Yeah. I mean, she's not. She's very not yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, plug that all in and we have a score of 784. Oh, much better than I thought it was going to be. It's it's pretty good considering this film uh, had one of the worst starts we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who don't doesn't know, we have a baseline of 200. That gets reduced depending on some certain factors. Um, and generally, the better the film is, the worse it starts. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Uh, I think it needs to have that. Uh, yeah. Handicap. Needs a handicap. Um, so for it to climb up to 784 is pretty, pretty decent. Um, that is putting it in 15th position. Oh, nice. Just below yeah. Wolf Cop. Okay. Which, uh, vibe-wise, I kind of get. Mm-hmm. This is way better than Wolf Cop. Yeah, I'd agree. But on the same vibe. Nice. Um, and then what's, and, what's the other one around it? Uh, Evil Bong is just below it, which this is way better than yeah. that was trash. <laughs> That one was just metric sometimes alone. Do uh, yeah. do some favours to some of these films. <laughs> this yeah, is really why um, a Christmas film is a top of our beer movies list of all time. So Yeah, exactly. wonder if it could be unseated. Hmm. Maybe next week? We'll see. Who knows? Okay, anything else you want to say before we wrap up this episode? This one's been an actual thrill. I want to watch it again. go watch it, yeah. If you haven't seen it and have always wanted to, just do it. It's worth it. Yeah, definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Okay, thank you for listening to Beer Movies. Check us out on Instagram at Beer Movies Pod or write us an email to beermoviespodcast.com saying what beer movie or beer we should review next. And next week, we discuss Ogre from 2008. Get out of me, swamp. I was about to shout, what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs>